listening to From the Father's Heart Podcast, where we empower you to live your best life by falling in love with the real God and connecting you to personal testimonies of everyday people. I'm your host, Adriana Guadalupe of adrianaguadalupe.com, and I pray that you're encouraged as you listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to season two. This is episode two. And today we're going to be talking about recognizing God in the thick of it. So we're still talking about embracing your story, the great, the good, and the horrible, how to recognize God in those moments where you are experiencing hurt and pain, and all you can see is darkness around you. I've had a few moments like that in my life. And I'm just going to be sharing with you my personal testimonies and some scripture that kind of helped me walk through those moments in my life and also helped me to reflect back on things in my life that may have seemed really dark, but God was still there in the middle of all the mess. So last week we talked about finding your roots and sometimes when you find your roots, it will lead you to see God's protection and provision over your life. So I'll use an example from my own life. As many of you know from last episode, I met my biological father last year for the first time in 30 years. The whole process was difficult emotionally, I would say. It wasn't difficult to find him. It wasn't difficult to meet with him, but it was a difficult process emotionally for me. When I actually met my father, I gave him the opportunity to speak and to tell me his side of the story. I feel like the best thing that you can do for someone is to give them the opportunity to share their heart and their side of a story because it shows them that you respect them and that you're honoring them regardless of the situation. When my father um, came to meet me, I shut my mouth. (laughs) I did not judge him. I did not criticize him. I did not ask him questions that didn't matter. I literally just sat there and I let him share his side of the story. I already heard the story from my mom's perspective. I knew that God knew the truth. So there's three sides of every story. It's her side, his side, and the truth. And usually God is the only person who really knows the truth in any situation. But it's just a little side note. If you want to show honor and respect to someone... And the Bible says that we should honor our father and our mother, regardless of situation. It doesn't specify um, circumstance for us. It says that we should honor them. And if you really want to honor somebody, the best way to do that sometimes is to just let them speak. So through the whole process of getting to know my father, meeting my family, And going through these experiences of discovering who he was when I was conceived and who he is now and kind of the in-between of seeing how he, you know, raised his other daughters and his other son and things that he's been through. It revealed a lot about my own heart. When you unveil something that's been in the dark, it will actually unveil things in your own heart that you thought weren't an issue. So 
I didn't think that I had an issue with not knowing my father. I experienced a lot of battles with the spirit of rejection. I didn't know it was a spirit of rejection until I was older, but I blamed my perfectionism and my struggle with the spirit of rejection on the fact that I had a perfectionist mindset and my personality was just made to want to do the very best all the time and be hard on myself. And when I experienced rejection or I experienced the fear of being rejected, I directly connected it to my personality or my mindset. I didn't think it came from anything that I experienced in my life or that I didn't have in my life. When I went through this whole discovering my father and going through the whole process of like letting him into my life and letting my family into my life and opening up that side of my story that I never had, it revealed to me that my fear of rejection wasn't related to a perfectionist mindset or my personality, but the root to that fear was the knowledge that I wasn't wanted when I was conceived. I knew that my mom wanted to abort me when I was conceived, and I knew that my father wasn't there. I didn't know exactly why my father wasn't there, but from my mom's side of the story, it almost felt like he didn't want to be there. Like he could have very easily have been a part of my life, and he just chose not to be. Obviously, my father's side of the story is a little different from what I grew up believing, but he wasn't there to tell me his side of the story. So whenever I've experienced rejection in my life, it became something so extremely personal to me. It was a personal offense. I didn't see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. I saw it as a personal offense. A no to me when someone said no to me that meant I was defeated. It didn't mean that I had another chance or it didn't mean not right now, uh, but work on it. I handled rejection in a very unhealthy way. My whole life, I've been trying to prove my worth to people and not just to my mother and my father, but to people in general and to myself. Like I'm worthy of this life that I'm living. I'm worthy of this opportunity. I'm worthy to be somebody's friend. I'm worthy of your time and your energy, you know, and I didn't connect that to not having my father in my life until I went through this whole process of learning about him and getting to know him. And then I was reflecting with my husband one day and I was like, you know, I depended so much on you when we were dating. And I don't think that's because, you know, I was a needy girl. I think it was because I didn't have my father in my life. And you were the only person in my life that wanted me for me. Because of that, I was so dependent on my husband when we were dating emotionally. Because he was the only person that I knew that just wanted to be with me because I was me. Not because I proved anything to him or I could give anything to him or it was convenient or anything like that. He just wanted to be with me because he loved me. So another thing that I realized 
about my own heart was that I had unhealthy attachments and dependencies on people dressed up as loyalty. I considered myself to be a really loyal friend. And, you know, loyalty doesn't mean that you stay faithful to somebody even when they abuse you or mistreat you or show you their true colors and you just stick it out because you're loyal. That's that's not what loyalty is. Loyalty is a combination of things. It's a combination of honor and respect and love and compassion and understanding. And when you're loyal, it's because you have all these other things functioning in your relationship with someone that allows you to be loyal to them. And I didn't know that. Obviously, when I was younger, I had really unhealthy attachments to people. I had really unhealthy friendships And I stayed faithful to people because I didn't want them to feel the way that I felt about people leaving me or not wanting to be a part of my life. So because I had this issue with rejection, I didn't want to be the friend that rejected someone and made them feel the way that I would have felt if somebody rejected me. And I dressed that up as loyalty. I called it being loyal, but... In reality, I just had unhealthy attachments because I wanted to know that I had friends that loved me because I was a good friend to them. Again, it came back to this idea that I was trying to prove my worth to people. I was trying to prove that being a friend to me was worth it. (laughs) So friends who treated me unfairly or used me or abused me, I let them stay close to me because I couldn't find the wisdom to let them go and be okay with it. I didn't learn that lesson until later in my life. It wasn't until actually my stepfather sat me down one day and told me that I see you loving people and giving your all to people, but I don't see it being reciprocated to you. And I don't want you to live your life like that. I don't want you to be stuck in friendships or in relationships where you're not getting the same thing out of it that you're giving to it. My stepfather doesn't really sit me down and have like real deep talks with me very often. So when he does, when he's like, I need to talk to you, like, let's sit down. It's a big deal. You don't pass those times by and say, oh, no, we talk later. Like when my stepfather says he wants to talk about something, you sit down and talk to that man because he has wisdom for ages. When he told me that he didn't see that happening for me, that my relationships looked a little unhealthy, and he wasn't talking about intimate relationships, he was talking about my friendships. I listened to him and I kind of took a step back and reevaluated things. I realized that I did need to let some people go in my life and I needed to be okay with that. But the root to all of it was... The fact that I didn't know my biologic father, I wasn't wanted by him. And knowing that kind of just trickled all these things in my life and kind of gave birth to all these other issues in my life that I didn't even realize were issues until somebody, you know, brought light to the situation and pointed it out. Another thing that I realized in the whole process of me getting to know my father was that there was a blessing that I didn't see because I didn't have the entire story. 
And I still don't have the entire story. I am missing pieces, <laughs> but I'm okay with that because at this point in my life, it doesn't matter anymore. Not that it doesn't matter, but it's just it's not going to benefit me having that knowledge right now at this point in my life. God may bring it up later on when it's needed to be known, but for right now, I have all the knowledge that I need about that story. But when my father told me his side of the story and where he was at that point in his life, it made me appreciate the provision and the protection of God over my life. I realized that God didn't want me growing up with addicts as parents. I have people in my family um, who are addicts. I've seen people grow up with parents who are addicts who just like to go out and party and do drugs. And I'm, I'm not saying like just smoke weed on the weekends or something like hard narcotics and drugs. And the way that my father's life was going at that time, I couldn't imagine my mother's life ever being like that. I know there are some things in my mom's life that I don't know about, but I'm grateful that one, my mom chose not to have an abortion with me and two that she chose not to follow the footsteps of some of her family members and doing drugs and becoming involved in that kind of lifestyle I didn't have a childhood with addicts as parents I consider that a blessing you know sometimes God leaves things out of your life on purpose because he already knows what your path is going to be. He already knows who's going to be on your path that he wants to speak to through you. Knowing that, I can look back on this part of my life that people may have considered dark and see that God was the one taking care of me. He was the one protecting me. And ultimately, God was raising me because there are things that my mom wasn't teaching me that I learned through reading my Bible, which is kind of strange because the Bible um, to us was just like something you could go to when you needed something. <laughs> you know, if we had like the one King James version of the Bible in the house. I would read it on my own. There was times where I would just write down verses on sticky notes and put them all over my room. And I just remember moments like that, like where God was teaching me things that my parents weren't. And when I um, explained like what was going on to some of my girlfriends, one of my girlfriends said to me, you know, God was the one raising you. Like he's been a father to you your whole life. And he probably left your father out of your childhood so that he could raise you his way. That really hit me hard because I go back and I see these little glimpses of light in a very dark situation. And I see how God did raise me, that he did teach me things and show me things through his spirit, through his word, through um, conversations with people, through the little things that my mom did like she would send us to vacation Bible school during the summer because it was like free babysitting for her. <laughs> she had to work, so it was like free babysitting for her. But I learned things there and I experienced God's presence, not necessarily because my mom wanted me to, because I'm not really sure what her intentions were at that point in my life. But it's almost like God set this up 
so that I could have these experiences and be taught by him and grow in the ways of God without even knowing it. Nothing in our lives is wasted when God is put in the center of it all. And I've learned some valuable lessons by battling rejection. I've learned to view rejection through God's eyes. And although it was rooted from something that he allowed to be left out of my life for 30 years, he was also protecting me from something that may have ruined my childhood or left even more damage in my heart than I could handle. And for that, I have to look back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for protecting me from things I didn't I didn't know that I needed protection from and for providing me with things that I didn't appreciate <laughs> probably, but I appreciate them now. And I can look back and see the light of God in a dark situation. So I want to encourage you with this testimony, with these stories that I'm, I'm sharing with you, because it's important that you see God in everything you've been through, even the places where you think you lack something or you you believe that you didn't have enough, or you felt lonely, or you felt discouraged, or you felt hopeless. You have to go back and see God in everything you've been through. God has seen your life before it even began. He knows all the pains, all the hurts that you're going to experience, that you have experienced, but he also knows the joys and the pleasures that you'll experience in life as well. Even in the thickest of moments, those moments that make you feel like you can't breathe, those moments where you feel like the weight of the world is on you, you have to trust him. He knows what you need. And sometimes it just takes getting into God's presence and asking him for clarity to shift your mindset from why me, God, to uh, let it be, Lord. During one of the most difficult seasons of my life, God told me to go and read the story of Job. Let me just shed some light on where I was at this point in my life. This point in my life, my relationship of almost five years with my boyfriend ended. My mom lost her job. I had just flunked out of nursing school by one point. My life at that point was in shambles. I was trying to figure out what my next steps were going to be. And all of this happened and hit me right after I finished 21 days of prayer and fasting with my church. I know, right? It's messed up. (laughs) I had questions. I had a lot of questions for God. But my biggest question during that time was why? Why, God? Why me? I'm literally doing everything the right way, and all these horrible things keep happening. Situation after situation, trouble after trouble. It just seems like things are just piling up on me, and I can't breathe. Like, I really feel like the weight of the world is falling on me, and everything that I thought was secure is turning into ruins. So during this time, God said, Adriana, read the book of Job. Study the book of Job. I don't want you reading anything else but the book of Job. So I did. And what I discovered was that Job knew all about the things that I was going through. 
In my study of Job, it wasn't until the very end of the story that God showed me something powerful. So in Job 42.5, Job says, My ears have heard you, but now my eyes have seen you. And in different translations, it says that I've heard rumors about you. At this point in my life, when I read that, I was like, wow, God, I felt like I knew you. I felt like I knew what to do to please you. But in this moment, I don't feel like I really know you. I don't feel like I've experienced you enough. I haven't really seen your face. I've experienced your hand moving in my life here and there, but I don't feel like I've ever seen your face. And I wondered to myself when I was reading the book of Job, how can a person go a majority of their life doing all the right things and being a perfect integrity, because that's what the Bible says about him, fearing God, turning away from evil, but never actually knowing God, never seeing his face. The interesting thing is that in the beginning of Job's story, God called Job his servant. God knew Job and he talks to Satan about him like, have you seen my servant Job? He's of perfect integrity. He does all the right things. He fears God and he he turns away from evil. And even in that, Job still didn't know God. He didn't have an intimate relationship with God. He did all the right things, but he didn't see God's face. So what I realized about myself through the story of Job was that ultimately Satan didn't want to destroy the things that I had. He wanted to destroy my commitment to God. He didn't care if I did the right things or the wrong things. He cared about my commitment to God. But God wanted more than just my commitment. He wanted an intimate relationship with me. He wanted my heart in the things that I did. He didn't want me to just do the right things because I knew they were the right things to do and that they would please and honor God. He wanted me to do the right things out of love for him, out of a relationship. God wanted me to know him deeply, not just to do the right things because I had honor and fear for God, but because I truly knew who God was in my own life. And I loved him so much that doing the right things was just a natural reaction to the love I already had for him. I have never experienced God's love more than when I had no one and nothing else to depend on or to distract me. In that moment in my life where I felt like my life was in shambles and everything was falling apart, I had no one to turn to but God. And I had the most intense experiences with God's love and his compassion for me. I wasn't entirely living a perfect life. I wouldn't say that I was Job and I had perfect integrity, but I experienced so much compassion from God during that dark moment in my life. And his love became so real to me. I had been serving God for years at this point. I got saved when I was around like 12, 13. And at this point in my life, I was, let me see, 
I was 20, turning 21. And I knew about God's love. I, I read about it, I sang about it. <laughs> you know, I, I knew about God's love. But I have never experienced it in such a powerful way than when I was in that dark, dark place in my life. When you acknowledge God and your dependence on Him, it leads you to true freedom. You have to remember that light is the most impactful in a dark room. God will never punish you to teach you a lesson. He's never going to put you in a dark room and and then say, okay, now you're going to experience the light and you're going to appreciate me. He would never do that. But we know that in this life, we will have trouble. Jesus said it. It's in the Bible. It's just the truth. Just the way the world works. We will have trouble in this life. And it's mostly because the world is just a dark place to live in. But when we invite God into those dark moments of our lives, that's where we get to experience his impact. Looking back over the moments where my biological father was absent, where my relationships were suffering and my path was unclear, I still see God there. I see how he loved me deeply how he protected me from a devastating childhood, how he provided food for me when I had very little income, how he made a way for me to get back and forth to school. He gave me one friend that I could depend on. And there's so many other things that I can just make a list of how God was still there in the midst of all these dark, dark moments in my life. And sometimes we don't see the light until we walk out of a dark room. But then there's times where the light just comes flooding in. Either way, God's there. He's loving you. He's providing for you. And he's protecting you from things that you probably don't even realize you need protection from. So if there's anything I could encourage you with today, I want to encourage you with this. Find those dark moments in your life, those painful points, those things that you probably don't want to talk about, you don't want to relive, you don't uh, want to re-experience, and try to see the light in that situation. You may have to pray about it. You may have to ask God to remind you through His Spirit. The Bible says that His, His Holy Spirit will remind us of things and that it searches even the deep things of God. So those those things that we may not actually see or understand right now because it's too superficial, it's, it's we're too stuck on the surface, the Holy Spirit can really dig deep in those things and show us where God was and how He protected us and how He provided for us in those moments. So it may take you on a little bit of a journey but it's going to bring you some really powerful healing. And if you're in a dark moment in your life right now, I would say pray the same. Pray that God will reveal himself to you and that you would just see the deep things of God. Because the enemy wants to distract us with the superficial things. Just like Job, he took away his family and his finances and his health. Um, because he wanted to distract Job from his commitment to God. But at the end of the day, if all those things are taken away from you, can you still see the face of God? Can you still proclaim 
to people that you know who God is and that you know that he loves you and that he's providing for you, that he's protecting you and that he's right there with you in the midst of the darkest moment of your life. Let me just pray for you because I know this can be a hard thing for people to digest, but let me say a simple prayer for you. God, I pray for every person that's listening to this episode. Maybe they're having flashbacks right now of those dark moments in their life. Maybe they're experiencing a dark moment in their life right now. Would you just reveal yourself to them in those moments, Father God? Show them the light in the midst of the dark. May it come flooding in right now if they're in a dark place. And may you just reveal through your Holy Spirit the ways that you have provided, protected, and loved on them in those seasons where things seemed really thick, those seasons where they felt like they couldn't breathe and the weight of the world was on their shoulders. I pray for anybody who's experiencing that right now, God, would you just lift their burden and would you allow them to feel the freedom that's in your presence and the love that only you can provide in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for being with me today, guys. Remember, you can always share your story with me by DMing me on Instagram or Facebook. And you can check out our merch on adrianaguadalupe.com slash merch. Love you guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you've been touched by this podcast, please share this with someone you love. You can share your story with us by sending me a message on social media at Adriana K. Guadalupe or emailing us at info at adrianaguadalupe.com.